are Shade, Shade Tree Chefs. Oh, that was that wasn't uh, the best that we've done, uh, but there's good reason for that, isn't that, Jamie? Yeah, we have a slight delay because I am I'm currently working on the East Coast right now for the foreseeable future. Uh, so I'm, I think I'm about 700 and some miles away from you. Yeah, so, uh, I mean, it's still nice here in Wisconsin, but uh, depending on how long uh, you are there, uh, eventually it's going to start getting cold here, and you may not have to deal with that quite as much. Yeah, so, yeah, uh, without giving up where I am, uh, I am a little bit south, so I, I think the coldest it gets in this neck of the woods is 40s and 50s in the winter, so. So a good Sorry. 40 to 50 degrees warmer. Yeah, yeah. basically. Thanks. All right. So, <laughs> All right. Go ahead. Yeah. So with that being said, um, so we are doing this via the internet. Um, hopefully it sounds a little bit better than our uh, other episode where we did it via phone call. Um, but this is the best we got. So with that being said, uh, this week's episode, we're going to talk about meatloaf. And I believe you had a shish kebab. Shish cook, kebab. Which is- Yes. Pretty much as classic as it gets outside of burgers on a grill. Yeah. So uh, this uh, the meatloaf actually happened prior to leaving. Um, you ended up did I just did I just show up or was I invited prior? Is this a wife thing? Usually it's a wife thing. Usually like we're doing something and then oh hey uh, we're, we'll be there in twenty minutes. Do you need beer? I'm like yeah. It's like hey right. yeah we have plans. We're we're going over by. Uh, Jamie and Missy's. Oh, okay. And you, yeah, half the time you probably don't even. Same, same thing. No, it's like, it's like twenty minutes before. Yeah, when you get home, uh, we're heading over there. But that, that's all right. Yeah. Always good times. All right, so uh, let's get into that meatloaf. Uh, I did taste it. I it was a little different than uh, the classic. I thought it was really good. So yeah, know, I want to preface. Yeah, I want to preface that with. Um, so I tried a new charcoal. So. You helped me with a house project uh, the week prior or whatever, and we bought spare or extra um, like spray foam. Well, I had like three, four cans that I wasn't going to use, so I took it back to my local hardware store and returned it. And I'm like, you know what? It's an Ace Hardware. I don't know if that's like a Midwest thing or not, but so I'm at Ace Hardware, and they have you know like Weber grills. They have uh, I forget what other brand grills they have there, but they're big grill or backyard distributor or retailer right. and i'm going through and they have a lot of charcoal options there and i'm just kind of looking through to see what they got just out of curiosity and i found a new one um by bnb and it's called uh, bnb competition char logs now when you came i showed you what i had on the grill already but i, I showed you a sample size of what it looked like can you explain? Oh, yeah. I mean, I, just, I I went and grabbed one out of the bag, and it was a broken piece, and this thing was uh, a good four inches long. So it's, uh, think of like a charcoal briquette. So it kind of ha- has that consistency, except it's a circular log, and I would say there it's probably a good six, maybe seven inches long, and then there's a hole in the center. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I don't know. I've never, I've never used it before, and I didn't expect that. I thought it was going to be just straight up uh, lump charcoal. And when I opened the bag and I saw that, I'm like, oh, okay. So when I was putting, get my fire going for this cook, I re- distinctly remember having to grab a couple of them because they were the full size and break them in half, like just like hit it over the side of a hard surface to, to break it down into usable sizes. 
Right. Yeah. I mean, it's putting those in your chimney. I mean, you, you could stack your chimney, but uh, you, you you definitely you'd be there a while to get that whole thing to have that ash ash color, you know, or all lit up. For sure. So I'm like, okay, that's cool, I guess. Uh, and so I went with it, and I already had it. And, you know, I filled my chimney up with what I could, and and uh, yeah. So like, I text you, and I said, hey, we're doing meatloaf. You cool? Like, you good with that? And, I think you said something like, I could just say before, you've never actually had meatloaf well, on the grill? Been, or maybe... It had been some years, you know. Um, it was something actually was kind of in my head of trying again because it had been so long. Most of the time when I did it, I'd, I'd, I'd still use the pan. That's another difference. You kind of just formed it and put it on the grate where I still used uh, a meatloaf pan, and then I'll, I'll put uh, bacon over it. Okay. Yeah, it's one thing I didn't get was bacon to go on top of it or, or wrap it in. But so background in this, I found the the um, the inspiration to do this on, again, you know, like uh, social media. I saw somebody on there, they did it already. And I'm like, that's a pretty cool idea. And the first time I did it, I used the pan. And the, the pan itself, uh, pros and cons with using a pan, pan is it keeps the form if you're worried about the form of your meatloaf intact. Right. But I'd say the biggest con is it retains all the juices, all the fatty, fatty juices that pour out of the, the meatloaf yeah, as it cooks. Yeah. All, all that grease is just kind of sitting there basting and you end up having like a, uh, you, you know, somewhat of a crisp top, you know, browned over. And then when you cut into it, it's kind of like a, a mush at that bottom, that, that, that area that was just sitting there submersed in all the grease. Yeah, and I don't think it did anything anything beneficial to my cook itself. So that was that was a couple of years back when I did that. But this time, or ever since then, like I've I've just formed it the best I could, and it kind of looks like a big uh, like dragon egg, <laughs> for yeah. better or for worse. But uh, you know, it doesn't matter what it looks like. But yeah, so I I get this thing formed, and uh, so the recipe I used. It's kind of my go-to recipe. I'll, I'll share it right now, but it's uh, two to three pounds of 80-20 ground beef, or you can use turkey. Um, two large eggs, one to two packets of those ranch seasoning packets, a container of French's fried onions or breadcrumbs. So I guess you could kind of... I don't know. What did you think of the, the fried onions? You know, it's one of those things that... like. To kind of backtrack a little bit, like if I do burgers, a lot of times I'll get that French onion soup mix, you know, that comes okay. in the packet and it's kind of like there's some dehydrated onions in that. Uh, so I didn't mind it at all. And uh, given all that moisture, even not being in a pan, you weren't, it wasn't like you were biting into uh, the breadcrumbs at all, or I'm sorry, the, the those fried onion uh, strings, whatever you want to call them. They, they all just kind of disintegrated um, and just helped hold everything together, which I, I honestly, at first, I was like, how's that going to work? Because those are kind of hard, right? Those were a little yeah. bit crispy. Um, but, uh, I mean, it, it held its form. It didn't add, I mean, uh, sure, I, I know it added to the flavor of that meatloaf, but it wasn't like a, a child would t- take a bite and just get a, get a hold of one of them and have that great onion taste in their mouth. That's one of the ingredients you don't tell kids if they're picky eaters. You don't tell people, oh, yeah, there's there's French fried onions in there. Yeah, because 
most kids would be like, nope, not even that. Right. Um, I've also used breadcrumbs. That's why I say or breadcrumbs. I've also used breadcrumbs in the past, and you could use uh, whatever flavor you want to add to the flavor of the meatloaf. Right. Yeah, most of the time uh-huh. we just take like a Ritz cracker or something, a sleeve, crunch it, you know, smash them up, mix it in with the meat. I, I thought yeah. that the, the, those French's fried onions was a, a different take. I, I was a little curious when you told me how you did it, and um, like I said, you could not, it, was, it wasn't a prevalent taste to it. And when I was mixing up the meat, the last thing I added was uh, just do regular ground black pepper. Uh, you can get fancy with that if you wanted to as well, but black pepper is, is what I used. Um, and going back to kind of like kind of like the burger episode where we talked about where you make your patties, you don't really want to mess with the meat too, too much. Uh, you'll kind of break it down more than what you want. You kind of want to keep it together. And so I took, I took all those ingredients and put them all in like a, a steel mixing bowl. Okay. And uh, that worked out pretty well. And I just, like I said, I, I formed formed my meatloaves and put them on, I think I used wax paper or butcher paper or something like that and to take them out to the grill. Okay. Um, the other thing I want to note is, so for this cook, it is a smoked meatloaf. So I did end up using, I think it was two to three chunks of apple on it. Yeah, and, and uh, you know, in hindsight, it, it wasn't, you know, people like, I smoked meatloaf. It, it didn't, uh, you had some of the smokiness on it, but it uh, it wasn't overpowering. You know, you would think a ground meat with a couple of wood chunks. Uh, how, how, what would you say cook time was on this bad boy? Yeah, so cook time, so I want to say my, my temperatures, I wanted to get my grill set to about 350 degrees, which put me at around 90 minutes cook time. Now, so you got you got that higher heat, you know, at 350 degrees. So it's yeah, it's smoked, but it's also not low and slow. Right. Uh, the one thing too, you know, going back to this uh, this new char logs, this new charcoal that you had, um, I, re- I recall because I was there with you. It, I mean, uh, much like uh, I forgot what cook it was that I did. Where I mean, we were shutting those great, you know, your uh, your inlet and your exhaust were pretty much closed because those things just were burning. Remember the the temperatures temperatures were peaking like over four hundred some degrees. I'm like, nope, can't. I don't want that. Yeah, I, I mean, we I I swear we had to have both vents probably pretty much closed all the way, and we was, I yeah. think we were still high. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, it was still uh, peaking around like four hundred degrees, which shortened your cook time. But yeah, honestly, uh, it didn't <clears throat> didn't change. Uh, you know, it didn't turn out dry or anything, so everything worked out. But that that's not the uh, – so I'm not – you know, we're bouncing around here. Uh, it wasn't the last thing you do with your um, – so you cook it for – obviously you said ideally you wanted 350 for about 90 minutes, uh, but you add something yeah. more towards the end. Yeah, so the secret ingredient for me that I use is uh, Heinz makes a spicy ketchup. Now you could create your own spicy ketchup or you create your own sauce. You can use a barbecue sauce, uh, whatever your tastes are into. But I use, like I said, I use Heinz spicy ketchup and that adds a nice, it's not too spicy, nice ketchupy flavor. Now, traditionally you use ketchup with meatloaf anyways. So this kind of adds a little, a new flavor variant. And, uh, you, you know, I remember you pulling it out of the, the fridge and uh, I tasted it prior to it, it going on. Um, and it was, yeah, there's a little spice to it. I was a little worried because uh, my wife 
doesn't like anything, can't doesn't like any spice, and also you're feeding your children. Yeah. So um, I was a little like, all right, well, this is going to be interesting. Um, but when all said and done, it really didn't. Uh, there, there was a little bit, but uh, it. I mean, I don't think any of the kids or even the even Jennifer. I don't even think she really knows that there was a spicy ketchup on it. Yeah. So the nice thing about that is, so I said uh, ninety minute cook time total, but after the one hour mark, that's when you you cover your meatloaf for the last half hour with that spicy ketchup. So I think the the cooking of the ketchup itself kind of diminishes the the spice factor. Right. If, and if anything, I, th- I think it kind of goes into that meat, you know, so it's not like uh, if you get that where you, where you take your finger and, and, you know, wipe it across and get that, burn, uh, you know, that kind of charred uh, ketchup, put it in your mouth and it's your mouth is on fire. I mean, sure, there's still a little bit of heat from it, but uh, I think a lot of that just kind of absorbed and got into the meat itself. Yeah, for sure. I think the next upgrade I want to do is actually put jalapenos in the mix and and maybe try bacon on top of it. But as it stands, that's a recipe I use, and I can't complain. That's, you know, when I make a, a meatloaf on the grill, that's that's a good go-to for us. Yeah, I you know, I, I grabbed uh, the end pieces a uh, little. There again, our, our uh, temp was a little higher than uh, we wanted, and like anything that's just kind of open flame, uh, you know, it wasn't a, without using a pan, it wasn't a perfect log or anything. So you had kind of the end pieces were a little bit thinner and, and those got, uh, there's a little crisp to them actually. And that's why I, I kind of grabbed them. Uh, still, they were still moist. There's no dryness to it. Uh, all in all, it was, it was a different way of doing meatloaf than I would have. Most of the time I just, you know, get one of those prepackaged meatloaf mixes, you know, mix it in there and and go. Sure. So, I mean, when you're telling me how you did yours, Mike, that doesn't, doesn't really remind me or sound like a traditional, uh, meatloaf, but, uh, I mean, taste wise, I mean, it was, it was meatloaf. Yeah, for sure. And there's so many different sides you can pair with the meatloaf, you know, a potato or, uh, like a vegetable, a green bean, something like that. But yeah. I wanted to clarify going back, um, this was cooked indirect, not, not direct. I mean, Seems obvious, but I, I wanted to clarify that. Yeah, you're you're cooking this indirect for 90 minutes. So right, so still the higher heat, but indirect. Yeah, I think that would have charred it up pretty good. It would have. Uh, I don't think it would have taken that long, <laughs> especially no, especially no. seeing we're sitting around 400 most of the time. Right. Yep. Yeah. Okay. So that that was our meatloaf. Um, do you want to talk about your shish kebabs? Now yeah. I've I've done shish kebabs myself like a few times in the past, and I personally am not a fan. Well, you know, but... and I'm going to agree with you on that. Um, the the main issue I have with a shish kebab is that you are uh, you're, you're taking a bunch of different uh, taking a meat and, and vegetables, things that all take a different time to cook, and you're putting them on a stick and hoping they all cook at the same time. It's, it's a challenge for sure, to say the least, because you don't want to contaminate, you know, your foods. I think it's more difficult with uh, different meat types too. You have like chicken cook time versus beef versus right. whatever. So I did do it a couple of different ways. So uh, first off, I did two different meats. I did do chicken and then I did get, uh, I was going to do like a, a beef one. So I ended up, I ended up going out and I, I got a, a smaller beef tenderloin. So uh, for those who don't know, that's pretty much the filet mignon uh, section of, uh, of, of a cow. 
So uh, I did marinate both. So uh, it's kind of crazy. I'll, I'll kind of go through it because uh, the beef, there's a lot more to it than the, the chicken marinade. Uh, the the beef one, and, and I, I think it turned out phenomenal. Uh, it didn't overpower the meat. It added some flavor to it, but you still had, you know, meat flavor to it. You didn't totally mass the meat itself. Uh, so so uh, the recipe I found, it uh, called for a quarter cup of olive oil, a quarter cup of soy sauce, uh, one and a half tablespoons of fresh lemon juice. I had the little, looks like a little lemon, the squeezy bottle. I used that. Yeah. Uh, yep. One and a half tablespoons of red wine vinegar, two and a half tablespoons of Worcestershire sauce, a tablespoon of honey, two tablespoons, uh, I'm sorry, two st- teaspoons of Dijon, uh, one tablespoon of minced garlic and one teaspoon of freshly ground black pepper. So I just kind of got, you know, mixed it up, got all the dissolve, put it in a Ziploc bag with the cut meat, cut it into uh, about inch and a half pieces. Uh, so they weren't too thin. Um, and I just put it in the fridge for, I want to say it was at least an hour. It, this was one of those that I was sitting here and it's like, I need to cook something. Uh, let's run to the store real quick. Uh, for the chicken, there was, and honestly, did I even try the chicken? I'm trying to remember now. It was last week, actually, I cooked this. Um, yeah. So uh, for the, the chicken, it was quite easy. It was a, a third cup of honey, a third cup of soy sauce, a quarter cup of vegetable oil, and a quarter teaspoon of ground black pepper. So it was, um, that was a little tougher to get, you know, because that's a lot of honey in there to get that to, to kind of dissolve or, or loosen up and everything else. Uh, but did the same thing, poured it in a Ziploc bag. Uh, I'd gotten skinless chicken breasts, cut them into equal sized chunks, threw them in the Ziploc bag and put them in the fridge for, you know, hour, hour and a half, whatever it ended up being. Um, so then I'd gotten, I actually picked out of my, my garden, uh, I had a red bell pepper, uh, that, that was decent size. It looked like it was ready to pick. And then I actually planted some onions this year. Uh, a little bit small yet, but uh, I wasn't real sure the size they would get because I threw away the little tag. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like, are these going to be, you know, little guys? Are they, they're going to turn out to be pretty big. So I had taken one up because, I mean, it came in a big bushel of them. Uh, and I, I cut it and, and tasted it and tasted fine. So um, I just grabbed a couple of a, them. Is this a white onion, yellow onion? You... Uh, it's kind of yellowish. I, I don't okay. think that's would uh, it wouldn't be like a sweet uh, onion. I I don't even recall the name of it. it. I was just like, hey, you know what? Let's try planting this. Yeah. And uh, it, it is a little bit sweeter. So I cut all that up. I, I at the store I uh, picked up you know green bell pepper, I think a red bell pepper. Cut them all up. So I I start actually piecing it together like a traditional shish kebab. Uh, you know, chicken. Oh, and then I got mushrooms for the steak. Trying to make that more of. Uh, something you would have with a steak, mushroom steak. Uh, so I think I did two skewers of each, um, you know, with onion, pepper, and then on the steak, one mushroom. And then I'm like, you know what? I put the rest of the vegetables just on skewers themselves. That way the peppers get done, you know, evenly. Uh, the onions yanked, they're all going to be done evenly. And then uh, even some mushrooms. So for cooking it, I, I just, uh, I went, I went direct heat. So, uh, I did, uh, I want to say probably about three quarter of a basket, uh, 
you know, a chimney full of, of charcoal, dumped it out. What kind of charcoal? What kind of charcoal do you end up using? Uh, just Kingsford, because that's what I have. Just briquettes, okay. Yeah, just briquettes. I mean, I have still have some of that cowboy lump, but that would have all just fallen through because that's so tiny. Yeah. I, I got to find a way of getting rid of that. Um, I guess uh, making a, a mesh basket just so I can use it up because I mean, it was like a 50-pound bag. <laughs> so yeah you still probably have a, a butt ton left yeah don't you? yeah it's still it's still decent I, and i used some too when i was doing my barrel burnout uh when i was building the uh ugly drum smoker okay so yeah i, I uh so i'm like i'll do you know the steak should be pretty quick so i get the chicken on um there again what do i notice so as we mentioned before with the shish kebab uh you know i'm turning it my heat's pretty good i'm probing the meat seeing it's chicken and you know the the onions are starting to shrivel up getting real dark uh, i mean the peppers held up a little bit better but uh those got done steak same thing i mean those peppers they weren't done yet but but i also knew it's like hey i don't want you know this is a good cut of meat i'm, I'm using on this i really don't want to overcook it so i yanked that off early luckily i had the skewers that just had the pepper and the onion on it. Um, and the, the, the chicken, it was tender. I gave it a little bit of a taste. Um, the marinade, you could you could definitely get the honey out of it. Uh, with the steak, that's what I stuck with. I mean, that it, it came out perfect. It was like uh, medium rare. You know, they weren't on terribly long. Uh, my fire was dying down a little bit because I did the steak last Partly because I knew it would be the quickest, and also because that was what I was going to be eating. So that's, I guess, that's kind of the uh, cook's privilege of timing of things. Is I whatever I'm going to eat's the last thing off, because I don't want it to be cold. Exactly, because you're <laughs> usually the last person to eat. Right. Like, uh, so yeah, I get it. Just, a- I get a piece off the skier, bite into it. I mean phenomenal i mean the the like i said the the marinade you got flavor from it um but it didn't overpower it uh it was real tender i realize it's a tender cut of meat but um yeah it, it was really good there again like i you know hindsight like we mentioned earlier i'm not a shish kebab fan um just because i mean I, I guess i'd rather just have a, a full steak and have some mushrooms side of, yeah, side of vegetables cooked that way like the mushrooms that's not how i would cook a mushroom to go along with my steak so not the biggest fan of that um but you know it's something i haven't done in a while and it's like you know something to do and something to visit and or revisit right yeah it's it's a challenge for sure because the different times it takes for different cuts of food to cook and it's it's a good challenge for you to get your timing down, Pat. But at the same time, why challenge yourself when you could just, like you just said before, cook your steak or chicken separate from your vegetables? Now, now one thing I didn't do, and I, I guess maybe I didn't read up on, on enough, is like for the vegetables, uh, I cut them up, I threw them in a bowl, uh, drizzled a little bit of oil on them, and then salt and peppered them prior to putting them on the skewer. Now, I maybe I should have... Uh, uh, marinated those also. I had a separate. I I think I would want probably want to have done a different batch than you know whatever I was had my chicken on, uh, just for safety sake. But um, yeah, I mean it was. I, I definitely can think of better ways of of cooking all that stuff, uh, and having a good meal. But 
like I said, it was something to, to retry and um, mark off my list that I, I did it. And never do it again. <laughs> <laughs> right. Uh, now, Unless... I, now, now, uh, you know, on some of it, because the, the, the tenderloin, it's not perfectly cut. And I was trying not to waste any. So some of these pieces ended up being a little bit long because it's like the tenderloin kind of comes out. It's more circular or oval in shape. And then it actually curled around and you had, you kind of had where it connected together, even though you know, the, that grain, the uh, grain of the meat actually turned and wrapped around. So some of these pieces ended up being um, a little bit longer just because of, you know, the different dimensions of, of, of that tenderloin. So when I was putting them on the skewer, it almost became like a meat kebab. So it's like, you know, I just didn't pierce it once because then you had a whole mess sticking off. Uh, I'd pierce it and then, you know, slide it down a little bit and, you know, get it twice, three times on it. Now, a meat kebab. I could probably get down with that because it's a little bit different way. Uh, you, you add a little bit of different flavor other than just your normal um, steak or, you know, chicken breast. Now you're talking meat kebab like, so it's not meat, vegetable, meat, vegetable. It's, it's the, meat, yeah. meat, meat, meat. It was all meat. Yeah. So, well, like I said, I did a couple of each and then I, I was like, you know what? This isn't going to turn. I know that this is just isn't going to turn out. So I want, I want, if I want some peppers, I want them to be done and not, still raw and just a little bit warm because my meat finished so quickly. So, you know, I had a couple of, of skiers that was nothing but bell pepper. Uh, another skier that was nothing but onions. So that way I could monitor them, get them to that doneness of what I wanted and not count on hopefully it's done when my meat's done or do I kill my meat as I wait for my vegetables to be done. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, you don't want to you don't want to serve undercooked meat or overcharged vegetables. Yeah, so it's, it's it's a balancing act for sure. Right. So I ended up having because I wasn't going to throw the meat away. And like I said, I did. I wanted to say two skewers each. That was everything. Uh, so two with the steak, two with the chicken, um, and then yeah, there were meat kebabs uh, of of chicken and of steak. And like I said, the way the steak just was, some of the pieces were a little bit longer. I I just kind of weaved it in, and I think that. I would do again. Like I said, it's a different way of getting it. Uh, you know, if you're just doing a chicken breast, I mean, I'm sure you could you, you can marinate it, but to really get that, you know, that surface area when you have it cut down like that, it's just a interesting way of doing it. Cook a little bit quicker for you, uh, a little more fun, and you can I think you can experiment a little bit more. Yeah, with marinades stuff like that. No, I mean, I, I like marinating foods, and I just don't like doing the whole shish kebab thing. I don't care if it's like a classic dish or a classic barbecue option. I just, it's just too much. Yeah. Um, you know, I'm glad I did it. Um, but a lot of those vegetables didn't really get touched. You know, yeah. it kind of wasted because you didn't cook them how you'd want to cook them. You're, you're kind of counting on just having this weird mix of stuff. And I said, maybe if I had marinated them, it would have turned out even with kind of cooking them separately. They're just a little lackluster. So, um, yeah. Well, I mean, so you did it. Now you don't have to do it for a while. No, I don't have to do it for a while. Skiers. I mean, right. And then I'll just do meat skewers. Yeah, meat skewers. I'll, I'll just and, cube uh, up a bunch of meat, marinate it, right? Maybe, I mean, think about like, uh, think about like doing a chicken wing, right? To me, I, I kind of see you could do a meat skewer, not necessarily being uh, in wing form. You could use chicken, beef, pork, and and play around with different marinades, different ways of cooking it, and possibly you know having several uh, off you know one 
one cut of meat instead of it's like, hey, here it is, hot and spicy, and everyone has to have it. You know, you could do different marinades in your party. Um, so I, I think that is something I would do again, just a different way yeah. of, of cooking that meat. Right. Um, yeah, going back, going back, um, touching on the, the char logs, though, I, I guess we're kind of done with uh, what we're talking about today. But the char logs, I want to use it more. I want to do more cooks. Um, you can always go to my house, Matt, and pick them up and use them if you want to use them, too. By all means, they're just sitting there. Um, <laughs> How do you know I already haven't? You jerk. Yeah, <laughs> I, I haven't. I haven't. <laughs> All right. But it has crossed no, my mind. Yeah, go ahead. I, that's honestly, when you use them, like, man, those seem good. It's like, he's going to he's gonna be gone here uh, pretty quick. I think I'm, uh, maybe I'll just steal these from him. He'll never, he won't even remember by the time he gets back. Right. <laughs> <laughs> or he, he won't think to blame me, but no, I, I, I have not stolen them. Okay. Um, yeah. Anything else? I, I think that's all about all I have today. Awesome. So... I think it worked out. I think call quality or audio quality is, is pretty decent. So, but this is, this is what you get for, like I said, the foreseeable future. Yeah. I think it's but. definitely better than uh, the phone in method. Um, uh, maybe a little more toying around, but uh, I, I think all in all, it sounds pretty decent. So sure. Uh, a little, maybe a, and the lag. I don't think we were really dealing with too much lag either. No, we gotta, we gotta master our intro. But other than that, yeah. Well, I mean, we had an outtake we did prior that uh, we had actually your sound cut out. Um, that we we nailed it, but then I'm, I start talking, and then I'm I see it because we actually have video up, um, and I, I see his lips moving, and I don't hear anything. I'm like, up, oh, something happened here. So we we wasted the good take on uh, you know on what ended up being something we we're not going to use. All right, so we're going to work on that. Well, we're going to get we're, we'll get the outro right now. Yeah. Uh, before we outro, I just want to keep telling people uh, go on Facebook um, and comment. You know, on on all of our episodes, we usually do a preview. Be sure to like and subscribe. But yeah. Yes, all like right. subscribe. Yes, I am ready. All right, I'm Jamie and I'm Matt, and we are Shade Shade Tree, tree Chefs. All right, chefs. we, we can't land it like that. We're doing it again, right? I'm Matt. And I'm Jamie. We are Shade, Shade Tree, Tree Chefs. Chefs. All right. It's like he's okay. well, he's looking at the screen waiting for me to talk, and, and there's that delay instead of just saying it. <laughs> All right. We're, we got homework to do. All right. Till next time, All everyone. Right. Till next time.